Welcome to the Canine PT Academy podcast. Business lessons for canine rehabilitation therapists. Introducing your host, Dr. Francisco Maya. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're at in this world. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Canine PT Academy podcast, Business Lessons for Canine Rehabilitation Therapist. I hope you guys have all been doing wonderful. I hope 2024 has gone to a great start with you all. Um, on our end, it's, um, it's going great. Things are really picking it up at the clinic. It is interesting now, this being like the fourth year since I started tracking metrics and stuff to see how it always picks up the number of leads that we get right away in January. Um, I'm recording this podcast here just this is Tuesday, January 9th. Just so you, you know, even though this podcast came out in just a couple of days and just nine days into the new year, we already got, I think, about like 13 or 15 or so leads coming through, which is a very good volume for this period of time. But it matches how it has been all other years. It's usually like that. It, it slows down a little bit, comes towards the last third of December with the holidays, of course, and people being busy traveling, visiting family and whatnot. And then come January, people start looking more into it, you know, maybe they knew the dog needed help, but then they're like, now let me go and look it up, right? Let me go search for help for my dog, even either being if they're looking specifically for rehab or what we do, or they have a dog that has an ACL tear, arthritis or something like that, and they just decide to go online to see what else is at, uh, uh, over there that they can kind of like help them. And um, that kind of like ties up a little bit on what we're going to be uh, talking about today. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about leveraging Google for your canine rehab business. Okay. And I feel that, you know, we've talked about marketing, we talk about many things. This is on, you know, already what episode 79. So over the previous 78 episodes, definitely we have touched on Google and stuff, but never fully dedicated, you know, a full episode on talking more about why do I feel that's so important? Okay, and that's what I want to touch upon today, because in today's age, it's 2024, we can't be building a canary head business that relies only on word of mouth and veterinary referrals. Like that was something that worked 20 years ago, maybe even 15, 10 years ago. But it's different today, guys. It's different, not just because of... Uh, uh, the competition that we all have, that it's more people out there doing what we do, which ultimately I think it's wonderful. It improves access to what we do as canine rehab therapists, but also to the fact that technology has allowed small businesses like ours, like mine, to have this exposure that 15 years ago didn't exist. 15 years ago, people weren't necessarily using Google like they're using today to search for the answer for everything. Right. But before I explain how we have turned Google into this more predictable and sustainable lead generation machine for the canine PT, I wanted to go take a step back a little bit and help you understand why I chose to go that route rather than relying on word of mouth and veterinary referrals back when I started the canine PT. Okay. Because when I started the canine PT, I had a few different challenges, and, and this is going back to like September, October, fall of 2017, basically. Um, so I decided to leave the canine rehab facility where I had been working for a little bit over two years and open the canine PT here in Chicago, which at that point in time was a mobile business. And 
you know, literally I had to start from scratch. It's not like I took any clients whatsoever from where I was working. I didn't have any connections at all with except from the vets that I was using for my own pets at that point in time in terms of connection with the veterinary community in Chicago. Um, and I literally had to start from zero, I had to start from scratch basically. And, and that was a challenge, but that it was also a challenge that I was willing to kind of like take it head on, basically kind of like stuff. Um, and, and along with that, there was three main things that it made that even more challenging during, especially that initial three to six month period of me being in the business. First of all, was the fact that I was kind of like going against my main competition was this integrative and rehab clinic that I used to work at in Chicago. And they had been around at that point in time already for probably about 15 years or so. So because of that, they were very well known within the Chicago veterinarian pet community as the go-to place for rehab, for acupuncture, hydrotherapy, chiropractic, and so forth, right? And they had been the first one around town. They had built their reputation along the years, built a relationship over the years. So that, you know, totally makes sense. But what was happening is that I would meet with veterinary clinics, I would meet with veterinarian, and then I would get told that, you know what, like, I appreciate you reaching out, but we already have this place that we send rehab cases to, right? And of course, that was very deflating, and I know a lot of us have found that challenge, or maybe you're, you're facing that challenge right now, and it's tough, because you're trying to get something started, you're trying to get something good, and, and just because there are other places that ought to do rehab, it doesn't mean that we can't all kind of like give our own flavor, our own way of kind of like doing things to it. So that was the first challenge I was facing. The second challenge was the fact that I'm a physical therapist, a doctor of physical therapy, not a veterinarian. So at times I was met with skepticism when trying to build those relationships with local veterinary clinics because up until that point in time, I was the first physical therapist in our area that was trying to get our own business going. So the, the, the couple of places that offer rehab are all run by veterinarians, which then when you're trying to build a relationship with other veterinarians, of course, there is less of that skepticism. Now, there are other challenges that rehab vets face when building those relationships, so don't get me wrong, I, I understand those challenges in terms of making sure that your referral partners understand that you're not going to be stealing their clients, their patients, and that kind of stuff. But in terms of skepticism, or in terms of like my knowledge and my skill set and what I could bring to the table, that was kind of like what I was kind of like facing. And, and I understand their perspective too. I understand where they're coming from and I don't necessarily kind of like blame them for it because even though in the human healthcare field, we're just so used to now for a long, long time, decades and decades, for having a more interdisciplinary approach. This is all very new if you really consider things for the field of veterinary medicine, right? If you really look with veterinary medicine, it's only been about 20 years at the most where other professionals, either being physical therapists, chiropractors, massage therapists, osteopaths, whatever it may be, really started transitioning through additional training to work with canines or to work with equines or whatever it may be. So it is something that's still fairly new that a lot of veterinarians, I feel, now are more used to it. So that's the interesting thing. That same pushback that I used to get now almost seven years ago, I don't see it as much anymore, even with new uh, uh, therapists that I'm mentoring through this process as well, because I feel like the referral partners are just seeing that more regularly and just kind of like getting used to that basically. And of course, from our end, through the years we have built a reputation now with the K9PT, 
you know, where now, like, we don't face those challenges necessarily anymore. But that was not the case back then when they didn't even know who I was, let alone know what the KNIPT was about. So that was the second challenge. And the third challenge that I was actually facing, which then quite a few, I think, go through this, is the fact that I was a mobile business at that point in time. The clinic that we have didn't open until 2020. So because of me being mobile, of course, I did not have an underwater treadmill. And as we all know, a lot of folks in both the veterinary and the pet community tend to associate rehab with underwater treadmill. Okay, and I'm not gonna get on my soapbox over here and talk about why even now with the clinic, I chose not to have an underwater treadmill. I know there are some benefits to it. I know a lot of you guys listening to this like having an underwater treadmill, but that was the challenge that I was facing is that that skepticism as well in terms of like, well, how are you gonna do rehab without an underwater treadmill? Like literally, that's what veterinarians, that's what people were asking me, basically. And of course, that's just very frustrating because we know the underwater treadmill is just one modality of service that we can do. There's just so much more that we can do. And to be quite honest, as a physical therapist, the best things that I have to offer to my patients are my hands and my knowledge. And with those two things, I can do so much more than a underwater treadmill can do. But of course, that was a challenge of like, okay, how do I get that message across? So they start gradually understand, which of course is not gonna change overnight, but they start to gradually understand that there's more to rehab than just in the water treadmill, okay? And the thing is that as I, as I reflect back, I don't blame the veterinary community for just lack of understanding of what rehab really entails. Like, I think we take the blame for it. And by we, I mean us, canine rehab therapists that I do think that we relied on those modalities for so long that that's what we became associated with. That's what over the last 20 to 15, 10 years or so we became associated with. It's like, okay, rehab, yeah, is on the water treadmill and laser, right? But then at that point in time, I had to start asking myself, okay, like this is not really going anywhere. I'm getting some word of mouth referrals. I was building relationship with one or two veterinary clinics and I was building a relationship with local, you know, rescue community and stuff. So I was slowly getting busy. So I was slowly getting patience, but I was like, this is not going to be sustainable in the long run if I really want to grow this business. And I started to ask myself, how can I basically skip this gatekeeper, if you will, which in this case, the veterinarians that didn't want to necessarily want to refer to us and instead start directly talking to the pet owners and educating them on what they can do. That was what I started asking myself, and this is back around summer of 2018 or so. Okay, because we got to understand that the traditional way to market our new business in our field usually is to try and to get to local veterinary clinics to refer to us, right? That's what a lot of you guys are doing or have done, and you probably see in online forums, Facebook groups, that's what people are doing, that's what they're suggesting to do, which I'm not saying to completely not do it, but we can't just rely on that, basically, right? So I knew at that point in time that this traditional way of doing things was not gonna work, and that's when I came across this concept of direct-to-consumer marketing, on like, how do we get ourselves in front of the consumer? And I started learning more and more about that, you know, and the idea of speaking and educating directly to who I wanted to talk to, which were pet owners, just started to get even more intriguing for me as I understood that like, hey, there are different ways that I can go about to get in front of them 
and actually educate them on kind of like this is how I can do it. But of course, I had my share of doubts too if this was going to work, right? Because of course, I had been paying attention at that point in time to what other canary rehab clinics all around the United States and even overseas were doing in terms of marketing. And, you know, clinics that from the outside at least I would deem as being successful clinics, well-known clinics and whatnot. And what I've realized is that none of them were actually doing this. Like I said, going back to those online forums and stuff, they're all like, oh yeah, you gotta build a relationship with veterinary clinics. You gotta do this, you gotta do that. You gotta do your sport and agility events. Like, I didn't wanna do sport agility events because that's not the dog population that I wanna attract as a clientele, right? So the thing is that they were all focusing on this traditional way of marketing to veterinary clinics and that's what I would get seen mentioned over and over again. So I didn't know if this was going to work, but I also knew that, hey, I have nothing to lose over here. So I'm like, let me just try it out. Let me just start trying this direct-to-consumer marketing approach. And when I really look back at it, you know, I really love marketing. I can talk about marketing all day. And that's where that passion really started to flourish from, was when I started seeing this work is when I started building relationship with pet owners, with the pet community directly, because I was able to have my own platform. I was able to get my own message across without having a gatekeeper in between. And that's when we started building this sustainable and predictable marketing machine, basically. And the foundation for that marketing machine came from Google. Okay, because what I realized at one point was that Although I was able to acquire new patients without having to necessarily rely on veterinary referrals, uh, uh, the system that I had built so relied too much on just myself. So even when I was getting some patients word of mouth, even when I was getting some patients through community events and so forth, that was just very time consuming on my end. And that was not only going to make it challenging to build the business, but it would be really hard to build a business that was not going to have to rely on just on me. And that's what basically led me to build this, this, this Google machine, if you will. That's how I like to call it. Because although I, I, I wanted to have control of the narrative, I needed to have a platform where people are going to find me. And social media can be a great way to go about it too. But even if you look at social media, guys, some of you guys who have been around long enough, you have seen it change drastically over the last three to five years or so. Where back five years ago, I would do an organic social media post, either being Facebook or Instagram or whatever, I would reach hundreds of people. Now, if we reach a dozen people, I'm lucky. So even social media just gotten very different as well. So that's when I started learning more and more about Google, both from an organic perspective, SEO, search engine optimization and stuff, but then also from using paid ads as well and gradually start to build up all these different pieces of the puzzle that put the machine together. Now, of course, building up that Google machine didn't happen overnight, so even just a period of one or two months, it took consistency. It was a good like six to 12 months of consistently doing the things that we needed to do to build those systems up to the point where then we were ahead of everyone else around us, and that's the interesting thing, right? It worked, it worked. And it was how we exponentially grew our business in 2020, 2021, and going into 2022. And then the interesting thing is that people caught up to it. Where before we were the only clinics around us running Google Ads, now it's different. 
which is okay. I think it's it's a great thing that clinics are understanding that there's other ways of marketing than what they did in the past. But then also ha that has forced us to be on our toes and keep ourselves updated on everything that's going on. And that's what uh, uh, myself and our marketing coordinator have done, Jill. We have done uh, 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 over the last like six months or so. You know, she has dove deep into becoming a Google expert. And in turn, she's now not only optimized our, our account and continues to optimize our Google account, where it's really, really picking it up once again, but now she's doing that for some of our mentees, some of our students as well. And that has been super excited to see how that happens because we just literally started with that now in January. Okay, but the reason why I was able to grow the K9PT how I did through those years and have the confidence to do so, part of it was because I had this sustainable predictable lead generation system and I wasn't waiting for the phone to ring. I wasn't waiting for veterinarians to refer to us. Now, gradually over time, and we talked about this in other episodes, then we built a very solid veterinary partnership that now it accounts for a good number, although it's not the majority, but it accounts for a good number of our referrals. But that came over time. Breaking down that skepticism and building that trust with them came over time of them seeing the results of us doing lunch and learns, of us building those relationships one by one, basically, and we still, you know, continue to do so. Okay, so if if you're interested in figuring it out more about Google and how that could potentially work for you and for your canine rehab business, we have put together a full and completely free downloadable guide on turning on your Google machine while stop worrying and over relying on veterinary referrals. Okay. And through this guide, we go through tips and actionable steps on how you can optimize not just your Google My Business account, which is your free Google account, but also how to take some steps to optimize your websites, to work alongside with Google, as well as how to successfully set yourself up to run Google Ads, if that's an area that you want to do, okay? So if you're interested on downloading that, just follow the link on the show notes or go to our website, kniptacademy.com and, um, and download your, uh, 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 your Google machine guide, okay? And if you're listening to this and you're like, this sounds awesome and I need some help with it, please also just shoot us an email or send us a DM on social media, whatever it is, and we can talk about it if you're interested in being one of those people that now we are starting to help run their Google Ads accounts and helping optimize Google to be a sustainable and predictable lead generation machine for you as well. Sounds good? All right. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you all listening to another podcast episode, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the K9PT Academy podcast business lessons for canine rehabilitation therapists. If you enjoyed what we had to say, please make sure to share or subscribe to our podcast or even leave us a review. You can also email us at hello at caninepttacademy.com. That's hello at caninepttacademy.com with any questions or suggestions. 
and go to kniptacademy.com to find more resources and content, including our fee calculator spreadsheet, which is absolutely free and will help you determine how much you should be charging for your sessions. Because let's face it, determining what we should be charging is one of the biggest struggles we have as business owners in the canine rehabilitation field. You can also find all of that information and more under the show notes. Finally, I would just like to add a disclaimer that any of my thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are mine and mine alone, and in no way reflect the opinion or position of any other organization or company I may be associated with. Thank you for listening, and remember, if you're not having fun and enjoying life or running your business, then what's the point in doing so? So please go ahead and start having some fun.